Hello and welcome to the Matt Belair podcast. As an explorer of the mind and world, author and coach, I have spent a lifetime learning how to push my limits and achieve my highest potential. My mission is to bring you the most inspiring, conscious, and empowering teachers, leaders, and thinkers on the planet. To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, podcast family, magical soul. I hope that you're having a tremendous here and now. Thank you so much for joining me once again. We've got part two with Paula Sturm. Uh, If you've listened to uh, part one, you know it's an epic episode. In this one, we're going to talk about the art of emotional intelligence, why you need to eat whole food, how to lose weight and keep it off, detoxification, food colors and what they do, what you need to know about fasting and intermittent fasting and so much more. Like I said, this two-part series is such an amazing episode as far as food and consciousness and spirituality and bringing it all together. So if you like the episode, please share it with your friends. I want to thank you so much for those of you who've been supporting me, leaving reviews on iTunes. If you like the show, please support me on Patreon, leave a review and the three simple things you can do for free. um, You can do an act of kindness, you can share an episode and you can um, time code clips and just share them with your friends and just, you know, write out your aha moments. For those of you who want to dive deeper, you want to explore your own potential, you want to learn one-on-one these things, and you want to get some coaching, hit me up at mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. I basically work with three types of people. The number one are looking to design and take the action on removing obstacles and creating a fulfilling life. It is a journey. And the second type of person would be a CEO. Somebody who's already in business or successful and they're looking to level up, but be a little bit more uh, mindful. Reduce stress is a pretty common one. And um, we can implement that within the organization. And obviously the third one is always as athletes. Um, if you are a coach, if you are working with kids and you want to get the Zen Athlete book, go do that. And I'm happy to work with you one-on-one to train these kids, teach them mindfulness, peak performance, visualization, positive internal dialogue, all the stuff that we are um, talking about on the podcast, because ultimately what it is, it's the ability to get clear on who you are, what it is that you want from life, and then how to go get that in a powerful, positive, and fulfilled perspective from where you are now. So you can learn all those things. So if you're interested, hit me up at mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. Big shout out to my sponsors, Sync Tuition and Purium. If you want three state-of-the-art 3D sound, gamma wave, brainwave entrainment audios. It is a mouthful. Go to bit.ly forward slash gamma waves. And if you want a $50 gift card from Purium to use on any of their natural organic organic top-of-the-line products, just go bit.ly forward slash activate health. So thank you so much for listening to the episode. Please share it if you enjoy it. And before we get into it, I'll invite you to come to a powerful state of peace and coherence. So wherever you are, just set the intention to come to that state of peace and coherence. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just let it out slowly with all the cares of the day. Take another deep breath in through your nose and just focus on one thing you're grateful for. Filling yourself with love and gratitude. Maybe think about your friends, your family, your job, your eyesight, your ability to travel, having a roof over your head. Just 
feeling love and gratitude for yourself and just let that breath out slowly with all the cares of the day. Taking one more deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and just really double that feeling of love and gratitude. And just imagine living your ideal life. Just more love, peace, joy, and clarity. I'm sending all of my love, all of my energy, all of my best wishes. Just allow that energy to just pulse through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being. Just self-love, self-care, gratitude. Just let that breath out slowly. Taking one more deep breath in through your nose, really doubling this feeling of gratitude, of love, of peace, of coherence. And I want you to just send that energy out to your friends, your families, your coworkers, to everybody you've ever met. Just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the worries of the day. All right, so I think we're ready to get into part two with Paula Sturm. to just calm down a bit, you know, and uh, reduce some of that inflammation and reduce some of that stress and, you know, rebalance your body. Amazing. Love it. I think the big one for me on that one was just balance. You mm-hmm. know, we, we get caught in the loop of what we got to do for the daily life, but we forget about the things that, that uh, allow us joy and fun. And mm-hmm. so it's not that you don't have to do all these things and, um, you've got daily stresses, just make it a point to do something that is fun and nurturing for you. And you've mm-hmm. got to schedule it in because life is nuts. And it's got to be a thing that you're scheduling in ideally a few times a week, but that's going to start balancing it out. And what happens is the seriousness overtakes everything. And, and then all of a sudden, we're just all the way on one side. And so it's going to manifest in the body. So it's really uh, simple. You touched on stress, and I'm sure you're going to do that again. But the last two podcasts, I think people have said that 85% of diseases is from stress, which makes perfect sense, because it does certain things to the body. And you can change that. That's the whole thing. This is something that you can change. Um, And so it's super important just to analyze how much stress is in your life. Where does it come from? What's the worst? And and process it because you can make that decision. Literally, if you're stressed out, you can put a bracelet on your wrist. Every time you feel stressed, stop, take three deep breaths, put it to the other side and think of the most powerful and positive perspective you can have just a better feeling thought. And even that mindfulness of the three breaths. And I do this with, you know, most of the clients that uh, work with me. right away and it'll usually be analyzing something because it's outside of the mind what happens is it gets stuck in the mind and you think that you're processing it but you're actually not so when it comes outside then you you're now setting up a trigger just to come back and realize okay I control my emotional state you know right that's you know because again you know the sport analogy of like when when stuff gets hairy you got to be cool and you got to be neutral and you got to be focused not all stressed out and um so if we can take that tool into daily life whether it's traffic or you hit a red light or your boss is doing this yeah you can be upset but you you have this gate right or you don't have the gate and it just gets right to the body and right into the feelings of stress and right into and you can feel it in your stomach and you Mm -hmm. can learn how to put up a gate there to just stay neutral. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, good tips. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that, that stress thing. And yeah, in the mind, yeah, we're always in our mind. We're in our monkey minds. We're just like, you know, analyzing, 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 thinking we're figuring it out, but we're not doing anything but just thinking. And so, yeah, getting it out there. I love, I love the tip, moving the um, bands to each ear. 
eat your hands. That's a good one. So um, yeah, very cool stuff. So um, yeah, so stress and balance is, yeah, it's key. It's very key. And doing things that are, that you love definitely helps balance that out. So yeah, I love that. And, and, and speaking of balance, I like to use, uh, even in my intro, I mentioned dynamic balance. So when you think of balance, everybody thinks of balance and it's like, you know, a scale and it doesn't move, like it's flat and it's balanced. And we think that's where we need to be. We just need to be on this flat, balanced um, scale and then we're, we're, we're good. But life is never like that and everything is flow. So it's going, you know, maybe having a little dip, but coming back up and just, but having this dynamic balance where nothing's going sharply up and sharply down. It's just like this up and down, ebb and flow, ebb and flow. And, you know, and just kind of moving with life that way, you know, like an ocean in and out, in and out, in and out, and having that dynamic balance where we sometimes maybe are a little more, where we work a little bit more, but then later on we balance it out by going on maybe a longer vacation and decompressing and, and re reducing our stress and then coming back and, you know, maybe working and, but then finding things where we can spend time with family or friends to kind of balance out that stress. So yeah, there's always, you know, as long as we're in dynamic balance and nothing's spiking and dropping and spiking and dropping, that's, that's where the happy, happy medium is. And the same thing, like speaking of uh, spikes is glucose and insulin levels is within your body. And in the, uh, that's part of the solar plexus and part of that fire system. We don't want our meals and our food and our insulin and glucose levels spiking and dropping and spiking and dropping. That's really damaging for our energy. It's damaging for our health. When our glucose is spiking and dropping, it just is really not a good balance for our body to be in. That's where we want to eat regular meals, eat balanced meals, not eat way too many carbohydrates and not enough protein and fat. And we want to have those good balanced meals to keep that insulin and glucose at a nice dynamic balance, just a little ebb and flow up and down, up and down throughout the day. So there's not those crazy spikes. So it's important to balance those things too. So balance falls into play there. Amazing. I, I think, it, you know, that's the first time I've heard of dynamic balance. And I think that's a really amazing point. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, because that is the way that life goes. And I also just thought about the mental attachment because I go through traveling and these different things and I'm pretty easy going. Um, and so I experience dynamic balance, but I have this idea sometimes where I'm like, you know, I skateboard and I go to the gym and I do this and I got the podcast, I got to meditate. It doesn't always work out that way, especially with my lifestyle. So mm -hmm. just like allowing that and that dynamic balance gives you a little bit of mental space to just allow life to unfold, to be in it as it is and knowing you're going to get into a flow and that's actually the flow. It's not um, rigid, you know, and it could be for some people if you're really, you know, if that's the way your life goes, but it's just giving a little space. So that's a wonderful tip. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one too. Cause yeah, it's sometimes we get, we get hard on ourselves when we feel like, Oh, my life isn't in balance and I work too much and, and I have too much stress and it's like, okay, well maybe, but maybe how can we just like, you know, balance that out a little bit here where maybe you have to work a lot here, but where can we find some space where you can take more of a space for a breather and, you know, open those things up. And it doesn't have to be like, I spend eight hours working and then I spend three hours of play every day. Like that has to be the structure that just like, sometimes that's too stressful for people. They're like, oh my God, I didn't get my three hours of play in today. So, oh my gosh, my life is out of balance, you know? So it allows people to relax a little bit and be like, you know, 
it's okay that, you know, I was really stressed and I had to work 12 hours this week. Next week, I don't have to do that. So, and it's okay. And that's how life is and how it's going to be. So yeah. Yeah. Giving people a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah teaching people to give themselves a break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Stop being so hard on yourself. So yeah, that's something I say a lot, but um, yeah, we can't do it all. And we get hard on ourselves too when we can't keep our diet. You know, it's like some people are like, oh, I screwed up or, oh my God, it was a bad week. And I, you know, I didn't eat right. I had a really stressful week. I'm like, it's okay. It was one week, you know, it's one week out of you know, if you, if you put a drop of water in a, in a swimming pool, you're not going to notice it, you know? So, okay, well, you had one bad day. Fine. What did you do the next day? How did you recover? As long as you're not making that one bad day into two bad days, into three bad days, into four bad days. I mean, that's where things happen. And that's what people do. They're like, oh, well, I screwed up already this week. That's then forget it. I'm going to screw up the rest of the week. And I, I'm just going to, you know, they just throw it all away and they just jump off the wagon and they decide to just eat pizza and ice cream and cookies for the rest of the week because they think that they failed one day and so they give it all up. It's like, well, no, it's like, how did you recover? It's like, okay, so you, maybe you had a bunch of ice cream and now the next day you're like, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. It doesn't mean that all is lost. It's like, well, how did you recover? What did you do the next day? Did you get up and have a smoothie and then have a salad for lunch and, you know, get back on the, you know, get back on track? I mean, then that ice cream you had the other night isn't going to matter. You know, you just get back on track. It's a practice. You're learning. And sometimes you just have to make, have those little mess ups or slip ups to learn something. And so I always, I like to give people the grace and not come down on them and be like, oh, great. Well, you can't do that next week. And, you know, get hard, get hard on people because that's not how you make change either. So. Yeah. hundred <clears throat> percent. Well, Leia, what's system four? Four. Four is the love. So this one is uh, really important for your lungs, your cardiovascular system. It's green. So all the green leafy vegetables, every all the green foods, the gazillion greens that there are in the market, zucchini, cucumbers, kiwis, sprouts, you know, any number of the leafy greens, um, broccoli, everything falls within this love system and all of those green leafy vegetables are really supportive for your heart and for your lungs. And it's also this system encompasses like your breasts, your arms, your armpits, like all of this whole area, your hands, uh, your blood vessels, your blood, all of this, you know, comes into play here. So, um, you know, any cardiovascular issues, breast cancer, lung diseases, all are housed here. And a lot of people struggle with this one, especially people who um, give and give and give and give and give, but don't receive. They, a lot of, the, a lot of times are coming in with, you know, high blood pressure, uh, high cholesterol, or they've had a heart attack, or they've had a stroke, or they've had something related, or they have breast cancer or something like that. And usually those people are the ones who just give and they can't receive. They're doing everything for their family, everything for their family, but they don't care, take care of their health. And so some people will come in, they're like, you know, well, I'm too busy. I can't change my diet or I can't work out because I have to do this for my husband. I have to do this for my kids. I have to do this for the school. I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. It's like, well, you can't do all of those things unless you fill yourself up, unless you fill up your cup. You can't be something for somebody else unless you take care of yourself first. And so there's a lot of teaching and a lot of lesson giving around, around that on how in order to give more of yourself, you need to give and receive yourself. 
And so you have to fill yourself up, you have to fill up your cup and you have to be good to yourself and give you nurture yourself and take care of yourself. Otherwise you can't give, give to anybody else. You're no good to anybody else otherwise. So um, a lot of people feel guilty in this system too. If they have imbalances, they just feel guilty. Like if they do take time out for themselves, say, it's like, oh, I decided to get a massage, but oh, I felt really guilty because I wasn't home cleaning the house or something like that. So a lot of guilty feelings can fall into this system. So working on guilt and shame and working on receiving and then really um, nurturing that diet and eating a lot of those green foods. We need a lot of green foods within our diet. So greens should be a large portion of our diet to support our cardiovascular health and and get all the fiber and the vitamin Bs and all of those things that are really um, important and are plentiful in those green foods. Amazing. You keep touching on such deep topics, you know, like the guilt and shame. And that's the one for me, I think a lot of the old religious programming is from, uh, especially in the Catholic church. And, you know, it's like, if you do this, then, you know, it's like, it, it's all about the shame and that's a big energy. And a lot of the older generation uh, has that still, it's like this programming and, and even from, from other things, it's like, you know, that shame and guilt is a very powerful energy and it's very, very dark. It is not ideal. You know what I mean? Like, um, and we don't know how to process it. And so we're not only like, are we shameful of like the big mistakes we make? We're shameful of the micro mistakes we make where we go through life and we make the mistake and then we feel shame and guilt. Mm -hmm. like a lot of time. And that's, that's not good. That is not yeah. a good thing. And so, you know, you're touching on a lot of really important things and a lot of people will overgive because of self-worth and self-love. Um, I, I think that I am still an overgiver and things like that. And, and um, so you got to have that balance because like if you're on the water and you have a ship, you can't sink your ship. Or if you're swimming, if you can't swim strong and vibrantly, then you can't help anyone else. So just, you know, self, my, my, one of my mentors, Michael Lozier, um, who wrote the book law of attractions an amazing book, shout out buddy. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, he talks like selfish equals self care. And um, so just monitor that as well, you know, and see the overgiving, see the boundary and like why you're giving and what you're doing. It's great to give, but do it in the right spirit and um, be mindful of, of guilt and shame. And I don't really have like a technique for that really just um, to just to have a peek at it, see where the guilt is, see where the shame is, go back and, and kind of uncover any kind of lesson there. And then just give yourself self love and forgiveness because you're the only one making yourself guilty and shameful and it's okay. You know what yeah. I mean? It's totally fine. And people do it over the smallest thing. So really amazing uh, root causes. And then the practical tip of just eating more greens, which, you know, most people I know do not do that. So yeah, I know <laughs> practical advice all over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, deep stuff, practical stuff. Yeah, everything. And also in this system is ex exercise as well, because exercise is important for your cardiovascular system, for your for your lungs, for your heart and for moving your blood and all that stuff. So yeah, exercise is really important here. So always looking at exercise that you love, exercise that supports your health, not too much, not too little, you know, and just finding something that you love to do and do it almost every day. So that's also really important there too. And just being out in nature too. And we have a lot of green in our environment and probably for a reason because, uh, because we need that green. So even just the colors, like looking at the colors of these different systems can have an impact on us. Each of those colors vibrate in a different way and they have a different impact on our body. So even when somebody has an issue in one of these systems, I'll even 
suggest that they buy a crystal or a stone that's in that color or wear a shirt or wear socks or put flowers in your house that are that color. Maybe put something if it's a chronic uh, system that is always, always out of balance. Maybe having, a, like I have my favorite color is that aquamarine, which is the color for your truth and that that's the one one of the ones I struggle with the most and so I surround myself with that color just to sort of give me that vibration and give me those color um, vibrations that, and it has an impact on your health and on your body and on your uh, everything within your health and system too so surrounding yourself in those colors is important as well not just eating them so yeah color is powerful color has a, a large impact on us so yeah, so it's it's cool to look at. And and speaking of, yeah, just nature getting out in green and just seeing those um, green colors as nurturing and calming for our body, earthing, getting your feet in the sand or feet in the dirt, so uh, going uh, for a forest bath, if you can walk through a bunch of trees. I mean, it just has that awesome impact on our body, you know, cellularly, just everywhere. If, yeah, the Japanese, I believe, have a name for the forest bathing I can't remember the name of it but that that's one of their therapies walking in walking in the forest walking in the woods just to get that healing green the healing nature just has it just fortifies our bodies so much so green is important 100 percent, 100 so yeah moving then up to the truth speaking of the truth which is more of an aquamarine color and so this is where it houses our thyroid so especially now and it seems like in the last five to seven years the thyroid has become really um, a lot of disorders with the thyroid. We're coming more, becoming more aware of it. A lot of people have what's called Hashimoto's or Graves' diseases, which are autoimmune diseases of the thyroid, where people, especially women, for the most part, have issues with their thyroid. It's either hypo or hyper, and so there's been a lot of awareness around thyroid, um, the thyroid, and how you can support it nutritionally, ideally, and lots of different minerals. So iodine, selenium, those are really important minerals for our, our thyroid. And our thyroid houses most of the iodine and the selenium that's in our body, a really concentrated doses there. So we want to keep our thyroid healthy for our metabolism, for our temperature regulation, for our weight, for our sleep. It's an incredibly important gland within our body. So we do want to support it. And I think the reason why many women have issues with their thyroid is part of it is we have, women tend to have a harder time expressing their truth. We tend to want to be people pleasers. And so people that are people pleasers, they want to say the right thing. They want to do the right thing. They don't want to upset the apple cart. They don't want to upset somebody. They want to make sure everybody, you know, nobody thinks negative, negatively of them. Uh, a lot of times they'll have some sort of a thyroid issue. And so things that support the thyroid, there aren't really any aquamarine colored foods that we eat that are naturally that color within our diet, but sea vegetables are rich in minerals, rich in iodine. So getting seaweed and um, supporting your thyroid and your throat, so your throat's also really important. So teas and juices and smoothies, soups, things that are liquid that can um, lubricate your throat and keep those things moisturized are really important in this system. So a lot of people working with people to express their truth, but express it healthfully. So expressing those emotions. So this is where we can have ideas and we can, uh, you know, uh, have ideas or creativities either from our 
from our love system or from our flow system where we can express them. We express, express them through talking and through our throat. So how do we express ourselves and how do we speak our truth and how authentic are we? How can we be ourselves more without um, you know, altering our personalities or altering ourselves in somebody else's present because we feel we have to people please or we feel we, we have to be somebody in order to in their presence in order for them to like us. It's like, how can we be authentically ourselves and, and, and not, and not care really, you know, what somebody else thinks of you. So it's like, you know, being okay with yourself, having again, that self love and being okay with it and expressing your truth and being okay with your truth and not faltering on what you believe. So what are your belief systems? What do you believe? Speaking those truthfully, honestly, compassionately, authentically. And, and if somebody disagrees with you, being okay with that and just being in, in, being in your truth. Yes. Uh, again, such, such great stuff. That's just so to the root of it. And what comes up for me on that one is um, my friend, Sandra Walter, who is just an amazing person and teacher will talk about divine neutrality and that's you know we're going you know we're doing it all in the right energy right you have this expression but you're not you know you're doing it in this this space that is authentic for you and it's honest and it's not attacking it's not versus you know like it's it's how do we right. do it in a healthy manner and that's got to come from you and it could be challenging and um, then also um you know being divinely neutral like be, you know like you're in it you're feeling it it's like okay from this space then you know, share your truth, then process what's happening, you know, don't kind of attack. It's like, you know, this attack energy. And that I think comes from our competitive culture. And mm -hmm. so if we can just hold that space of just neutrality within ourselves, and then respond to these things, you know, expressing your truth, not holding it back. That's a huge one. And I think that one is uh, for um, women as well, like, uh, like to the challenge because of the way that our culture has gone. And I even saw this thing from interestingly enough on uh, Instagram today, it was like a quote in the Bible is like Timothy something that has said, like the woman should not speak and needs to hold her silence or whatever. And I was like, oh. and like <laughs> the, the literal translation is like, shut your mouth. You know, and so there's like old programming, you know what I mean? When you take things literal and like, if you think for in a male dominated culture and we have stuff like that in a, in, you know, some parts of the religions and things like that, which was such a prevalent part and still is of our culture, you know, mm -hmm. that's going to hold on to you. So, you know, women still aren't empowered in the same way that men are empowered in our in our culture and so to be able to speak you know confidently um openly and and uh you know from the right space you know i think is such a powerful thing for everybody to share that truth when it's necessary knowing when it's necessary but that comes from your own inner mastery and acuity and things like that but not to hold our tongue because we're afraid of the consequences you know so yeah awesome stuff yeah yeah absolutely and yeah, you're right. I think there's just been a long lineage of women. Yeah, unfortunately, we couldn't talk like, you know, yeah, don't talk over your husband or, you know, whatever biblically has been, you know, passed on through some of these religions. And yeah, so I think we have had a harder time expressing ourselves because we haven't felt it was appropriate for us to, we didn't feel we had an opinion or that we could express it. And so I think we're just 
almost hanging on to some of that lineage and it's not ours to hang on to anymore and we need to let go of it and release it. But yeah, speaking authentically and speaking your truth does not mean you attack. You don't come across to somebody and say, well, this is what I believe and you get angry about it. It's like standing in your integrity and honoring the other person that you're, you're talking to, honoring their truth as well. So you express your truth, but you also have to honor somebody else's truth. So um, there, that's, you know, the balance between those two is being authentic with your truth and honoring somebody else's. And that's where we can, you know, uh, respect somebody else. Yeah. And, and the, uh, we can move on after this, but the next, the next thing I thought of was, you know, if people do believe in like past lives or, or energy from lineages or whatever, like you could just think of one generation. If your dad is like an, uh, like a alcoholic and angry and just like mean, um, you know, you're going to kind of get that example. And like, you know, if they're prone to different diseases, you're probably going to get that off of one thing. So stuff that I think there's ancestral memory. And one mm-hmm. of the things that kind of popped up was uh, the witch burning. You know, mm-hmm. we literally burned people at the stake for being witches. And I guarantee you, if I were a woman in that time, I'd be getting my ass burned. And uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I think yeah. there's a lot of fear in there because even now people think, you know, my whole life people have thought that it was odd to talk about, you know, peace and like the consciousness of the mind and looking at the system and be like, hey, like, don't you think this is a bit messed up? It's like, right. no, nah, bro, you should stick your head right down to the ground. Don't look that way. You're weird and odd and, and we dismiss it. And um, so it's, you can turn a culture of people against, you know, people very quickly. And so I think there is something there with like the witch trials and things like that and what, how we've treated people like slavery is like recent. Yeah. It's like a hundred years. Uh, we yeah. literally enslaved people because of the color of skin and they didn't have the same technology we had. So it's like, well, yeah. we'll just enslave those people. That's no problem. That's a hundred years. We are geez, yeah. just geez. You know, so we're dealing with a lot of that stuff. So I think we're all processing everything in our own way. What we did to the indigenous people, so recent, so recent. And, and stuff is happening right now that is awful. And so yeah. I think that we're alchemizing all this. So and that's all I wanted to say is that um, maybe we're dealing with that, that kind of thing as well. And so if we can be the empowerment of, of what the example can be, what, what living in truth and love and honesty and, um, you know, being kind and compassionate to others while we hold our own truth. So I'll give yeah. it back to you to keep going. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with all of that. So very good stuff. Love it. It's fascinating. So, okay, insight. We're almost done. So we're, we're right in between our, our eyes here. So that's where our uh, pituitary gland is. So that's what it relates to. But a lot of sleep issues happen here, a lot of cravings. So this is where we crave chocolate or caffeine or cravings happen. And so our, our brains are, you know, if we have trouble sleeping or if we have any propensity toward like Alzheimer's, dementia, memory issues, anything like that is all kind of housed here. So it's a, it's a deep blue, a deep blue color. So all of the really deep blue colored foods like blueberries and blackberries and purple potatoes, all of those uh, purple and blue foods, which actually there aren't very many of those foods in our diet. And most people don't get that many. Most people, it's the least consumed color within our diet. So people can go days and days without eating a blue purple food but it's the most nutrient dense of all of the colors. So we need that color if more than anything, you know, we need all of them, but if we don't get blue purple, we're doing our brains a disservice. So um, 
the resveratrol and the anthocyanins and the, those, all of those different phytonutrients that are in blue-purple foods really support our brain health. and They support the, our brain cells and they re, they're antioxidants. They're incredibly powerful, such powerful antioxidants here. So we need to consume more blue-purple foods. So when I'm with anybody, it's all, I, like, I, I harp on that a little bit. It's like, get some wild blueberries. Wild blueberries are like the superfood. So don't just get the big ones. Get the really tiny little... Uh, wild blueberries, mostly in the frozen section. They're hard to find fresh just because they don't last unless you live in an area that grows them. But um, in the freezer section, organic wild blueberries, throw them in a smoothie in your yogurt, get some every single day. So purple foods, purple potatoes, purple kale, purple cauliflower, um, all of those blue purple foods are incredibly important for your brain health. And so other things, our intuition is honed here. So if you're very insightful or if you have a lot of really good intuition, you could have a really, sometimes have an overactive uh, insight system. And so, you know, balancing that and making sure you're doing things that uh, rest and rejuvenation and sleeping meditation, things like that are really good um, things to help support your insight. So it's a, it's a pretty cool um, little um, center that uh, you can support. And so getting the insight and being, uh, having that um, awareness around your environment and just being in your environment and being uh, attentive and um, aware of what's going on. So it's fun. Awesome. Well, I, I, I don't mean to open up a huge rabbit hole, but I'm just going to speak on it. You know, yeah. so many people out there are talking about the pineal gland in the third eye and pineal gland is very interesting. You know, Google it and look at, uh, you know, the Vatican staff and, you know, it's in Egypt, it's, it's everywhere. And the pineal gland is the part of your brain that accesses like the universe. And so there's breath techniques that you can do that will basically put you into a different form of consciousness um, that activates the pineal gland. I'm of the belief that there are in our foods like fluoride in the water, things like that have been to suppress and uh, decalcify it because then you can be controlled and you know you don't have the same connection with nature. And so there's so much stuff about decalcify the pineal gland now. Um, mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to share that as, as an important part of sleeping, memory, so you remember clearly and connection with source and nature. And this is the main thing I think that's happening um, on the planet as far as other, other things. But if we don't have this connection with God or spirit or ourselves or nature or natural life, it's like you're, you're born, you know, uh, a goose in the wild and you're just being such a destructive piece of crap goose. Mm -hmm. you're probably going to have a terrible goose life experience and none of your things are going to work. But if you're like just a regular goose and you're being cool, you're going to have like a goose family. Everything in nature is going to support you. You're going to get the food you need. And like as a species, humans are just ridiculous. We suck. You know, we're supposed to be like the, this, this, the premier species on the planet and we're killing each other and we're, we're competitive and we're such a-holes to each other and and we're the only thing on this planet that's not living in harmony really there's probably a few animals that are probably destructive or whatever but from a higher scale i'm sure they're fine 
Um, <laughs> so I think it's this disconnection from this, from this intuitive power and we're not taught that. And that's also makes you, you know, as a guy, like you're a wuss, you're, you're, you know, you're gay. <laughs> I get that yeah. one. As a kid, I love that. So like, so, so, like, you know what I mean? Cause you're intuitive. It's like, what's like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, don't you, like if you stick yourself in like a forest with no, we're all intuitive. You cannot not be. And the, mm-hmm. how much information your mind picks up is like, you know, astronomical from what you're processing, like the five to seven bits of information, all that's getting processed unconsciously. Um, mm-hmm. So I just wanted to speak on intuition a little bit. And, and I find it interesting that blue and purple foods are the most nutrient dense. We get the, the minimal and people have this disconnection with spirit, yeah. right? Because it's kind of been hijacked through, you know, religion. So you can be religious. I'm not trying to knock on that, but it can't be outside of you. Like this is an authority that's going to let you know if you have a connection with a higher purpose. Nah, mm-hmm. you connect to that higher purpose within yourself. You have that own sovereignty and domain. And if, if that's taken away, that intuitive like teammate, you know, all of nature, you know, it's like the duck or goose, not like the tree is not as size. Like, no, this is all divine part of nature. And I can trust in, you know, how do they migrate? You know, how does animals do any of the things they do? They're, it's amazing. And, um, so actually, I'm going to finish this with like the last thing that I, because I kind of got on a tangent, but in the life and teachings of the masters of Far East, it talks about us being the supreme being. And it says, look at what the animals can do. They can do these extraordinary things. You actually have more capacity than they do. So you can do anything that they can do, travel, get connected with nature, blah, 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 all this stuff. Um, but you're kind of like stuck in this hypnotic state. And so if we can do that, you know, that's pretty amazing. And mm-hmm. um, I think that we have that power when we open up that intuitive nature of ourselves. And that's kind of been a little bit of my pursuit. So I just wanted yeah. to throw that and you can either add on to it and continue or do whatever you wish. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think our minds are really powerful. We don't use them to the capacity that they can be used. And and yeah, I'm, I'm really into fostering my intuition, doing things that I can to support my intuition. I think it's incredibly powerful and we don't utilize it. It's one of the senses we don't utilize very much. And so I think it is incredibly important and, and we should um, find ways to use more of it. And, and you kind of tied in um, some of the spirituality things uh, that kind of tie into the um, last chakra there, the uh, spirit where uh, connecting into God and connecting into a higher source and connecting into um, who, yeah, we are spiritually and we um, are God as well. And having that uh, connection and having a connection to our higher source and how do we connect to that higher source and how do we utilize that information and bringing that down into our system. So, um, and, and taking all of that information in and, and using it and that, um, that spirit system isn't really associated with food necessarily. And it's associated actually more with um, uh, the color, uh, the color white. So there are some foods like white foods, like onions and leeks and garlic and all of those cauliflower, all of those healthy white foods. But then it's also associated with detoxification and fasting and not eating. And uh, what do we need to do to clear and detox our bodies, our minds, our systems from all of the pollution, pollution being from our food, pollution being from the media, from what we're receiving into our bodies, from, you know, billboards, from TVs, from radios, from 
our email, what, you know, any, any number of sources we can get all toxic information, toxic food, toxic, anything from our water, from our oceans, from our air, all of that toxin. So detoxifying ourselves is really important as well. And so it's an, an important thing to do periodically is detox from, from a number of things, De detoxing from the news, detoxing from, you know, fast food or, de you know, all of those heavy metals, whatever. But um, so, yeah, there's a lot of a connection between the insight and that spirit section. So sensor is so closely linked. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Well, interestingly enough, I did a, a fast yesterday and I, I, oh, nice. I weakened. I was just going to do like maybe like 36 hours, but <laughs> it like had the worst thing, like macaroni and cheese. It like, <laughs> smelled so good. I was like, ah. and I wasn't even that hungry. The, the thing that I learned about fasting is that it's not even the hunger. It's the straight up addiction to food. And especially if it's delicious, it's like, I want that candy. And so I can fast pretty easily in my own space, especially in nature. I'm like, cool. It's not on my mind. I'm not making anything, but you know, it's like that cartoon with the pie smell, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> you get float oh. over to it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, sometimes my like inner commitment to the process, but you know, like yesterday I had a, you know, some, some macaroni and I haven't eaten yet today. And, and I don't know if I will, I might eat something small, but um, I guess what I would ask and, and, and fasting too, like as a spiritual practice, you know, I know for myself when uh, one of the first recommendations that I'll give when working with somebody, whether they're uh, a CEO, whether they're like the average Joe and they want to like design their life, whatever the case, it doesn't matter. Like the scenario, I'm like, yo, you, you down with like doing a three day fast? And usually they say no, um, <laughs> but just <laughs> that three days, like for me, it's that mental clarity that kicks in. If I get, I get addicted to coffee. Um, I love it. And I don't know if I'm, I got to get that super like mushroom coffee that's out there now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good. So I got to upgrade that and I do every now and then, but it's once I do the three day, it's easier, but the hardest part is like, I got to go get that coffee. I got it. I'm addicted to it. I literally mm -hmm. am. So I guess what I would ask as a practical thing is how often do you think we should detox or fast and what's the best way for us to do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So detoxing is, is kind of individual. So a person has to be ready to do a detox, especially if it's going to be involved fasting. Um, so you can do detoxes without fasting and you can do detoxes fasting. So there's different ways and it's really personalized. I'm really big on personalizing nutrition. So I, I really want to make sure that somebody's doing the appropriate thing for their body. But in general, detoxing, if you want to do it and you're, it's like, oh, I cannot not eat. It's like, I need food. Okay. Well then we can do detoxes where we're eating lots of fresh fruits, fruits and vegetables. We're not going hungry, but we're using some supplements, maybe some shakes to supplement and making sure you're getting some nutrition, supporting your body, supporting your detox processes to eliminate heavy metals, pesticides, whatever is, you know, polluting your body. And so we can use, we can do it that way. And maybe once or twice a year doing a, a fast or a detox, but there's many different, like as far as fasting, fasting is kind of a trend right now too. Um, it's trendy right now. It was never, it's not new by any means, but it's just trendy right now. So there's intermittent fasting. So you can do it any number of ways. You can do it every day. You can do maybe an eating window of eight hours or six hours where you just only eat within a six or eight hour period. And maybe you do that five, maybe all seven days of the week. And then you don't eat the rest of the time. So, you know, whatever the easiest six or eight hours 
of eating is in your day, just eat in those periods of time and then not eat the rest of the time. So that's a really common one that's kind of, that's pretty easy to do for most people because you're not not eating, at least you're getting some food during the day. And if you fast, you know, the majority of the time while you're sleeping, then you know, most of the hours are taken up by sleeping. And then you can also do like fast, like maybe a couple days a week where, or a couple days or once a week or a couple days every month, maybe three days a month you fast, or maybe you fast once a week, one day, you take one day and don't eat and you do that every week. And then, you know, every month, maybe take three days, you know, so it kind of is individual, what kind of works in your schedule, what works with your lifestyle, what works with your physiology, but there are people in some circumstances where it's not recommended that you fast. If you're pregnant, of course, never fast. Don't go without eating. So not advocating pregnant women not eat. If you have any adrenal issues, adrenal stress, adrenal fatigue, then fasting can be more difficult. So, And I found that definitely when I was going through my adrenal work is if I wasn't eating periodically, because it's hard to regulate your glucose when you have adrenal issues. So you need to eat periodically. So you need to make sure you're having enough food. But if your adrenals are healthy, then fasting is fine. But if you're going through some adrenal issues, fasting may not be appropriate for you. Or you know, there's other conditions if you have a really weak immune system, or if you're really not healthy, or if you have uh, GI issues, if you're not moving your bowels frequently and able to get rid of the toxins in, within your body, then detoxing would be the worst thing for you to do because you'll be detoxing and then they have nowhere to go. They can't escape. So having properly working bowels, moving those things frequently, then detoxing is great. But otherwise, supporting that system first, getting your GI tract working, and then doing a detox or a fast or, or uh, things like that is appropriate. So a lot of different guidelines. Amazing. Okay, cool. I learned. Well, this whole thing has been phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So much information. And it's, it's so powerful just to link food with the, you know, linking the internal and external. And it's, you're obviously a massive wealth of knowledge. And it's been wonderful to sit back and, and listen to this. It's like a master course on food and nutrition and lifestyle. So I'm, I'm just grateful over here for your work and your, uh, what is it? Your Sherlock Holmes detective. Nature. <laughs> yeah. And I know that you're going to keep learning, you know, that's kind of mm-hmm. like who you are in your nature to keep exploring and to keep growing and to, and to bring what you find back and share it with others. So just wanted to share my, my love and gratitude for you and your work and all your knowledge. And, um, also just anything that you wish that I had asked, if, if you want to, anything you want to talk about that we didn't cover, um, and just where people can get a hold of you. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate the kind words. That was that was lovely of you to do that. And it's been a joy. I've loved talking to you. And I enjoy your podcast. I listen to them basically every morning. So oh, um, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, I mean, you're great. So, yeah. Um, so you're awesome. I love what you talk about. I love your message. I love how you support uh, people like me and other people get the message out, get the word out. And uh, so I thank you for that. Um, and then you can find me. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else. I can't think of anything else to mention right now. Nothing's coming up, coming to the top of my head. But you can find me on Facebook at Radically Nourished. Um, I have a website, radicallynourished.com. And an Instagram page, which is radically.nourished. So you can find me on those 
Amazing. Well, yeah, thank you for the kind words. So what I'll get, I think it's interesting if I phrase it this way, if there's any message you'd like to leave the listeners with, is anything along those lines, like you have all this research and food and nutrition and lifestyle, and you're obviously going through your own process. You've had some challenge in your life, which, you know, also gives a lot of learning. Um, just anything you'd want to leave the listeners with as far as just, you know, what you think for just trying to like navigate this, this like, what is like a minefield? Life is like a minefield. Like, bam, like, oh my God. Sometimes you're just stepping on everyone each step and you're just, you're just like looking for like a handout. So I don't know, just any, uh, any kind of like words you want to leave people with. Yeah, I guess never give up hope. Never give up uh, finding the answer. I think there's always an answer. There's a reason, there's a why, there's, uh, we can always figure it out. And I uh, never stop trying to figure it out. Don't lose hope in yourself. Don't lose hope in your body. Uh, know that you can heal and know that you can find the answers and uh, have that faith in yourself and have that faith in your body and to know that it can do those things. And be kind, be kind to yourself, be kind to others, relax. And um, sometimes life throws you crazy things and sometimes it's hard and, and it can be daunting and it can seem like there's no hope. But um, if you stay strong and realize that there can be a light at the end of the tunnel, then you will find it. Amazing, I'm so glad I pried. That was well, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and thank you for your work. And um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. We'll definitely stay in touch. All right. Sounds good. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. See mm -hmm. everybody. Bye. All right, guys, that wraps up today's episode with Paula Sturm. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you like the podcast, please share. If you like the content, please support on Patreon. If you want some coaching, hit me up at mattbelair.com forward slash coaching or you want me to speak to your group, your book club, whatever the case may be, just hit me up. If you haven't got Zen Athlete yet, go get that. You can um, exchange for Zen Business, Zen Life, Zen Music. It doesn't matter. It is really how to design and identify what your goal is in life. Um, and I just use sport as that analogy, how to get it and how to get it from a powerful and peaceful perspective. So if you want to learn all those strategies, check out zenathlete.com, uh, teach it to your kids. And if you want to learn one-on-one, -on -one, hit me up. Um, what else is there? Uh, go to mattbelair.com, sign up for the email list if you haven't. Um, the best thing you can do to support the podcast for free is to do an act of kindness, um, share episodes, leave a review, all that kind of good stuff. I just want to thank you guys for being here, for being awesome, for you know being who you are. I'm just sending out all of my love and my support and my energy and you know all of the good vibes that I can to support you on your journey because it's not always easy, but know that uh, there are good people out there. And if it seems to be a dark world, that means that you are the light in it and you're the one setting the example. So lots of love and, and encouragement for you where, wherever you are in your path. Um, so before we close it off, we'll just do a quick meditation to come to a powerful state of peace and coherence with three deep breaths. So stop whatever you're doing, taking a deep breath in through your nose, hold that breath and just let it out with all the cares and all the worries of the day and all the self-criticisms. Taking another deep breath in through your nose and this time just focus on peace, love and kindness for yourself. Just making the firm decision to be loving, kind and compassionate to yourself. Holding that breath in 
and just letting it out slowly with all the self-doubts, all the self-criticisms, and all the limitations. Taking another deep breath in through your nose, holding that breath, and just really doubling down the feeling and commitment to be loving, kind, supportive, and compassionate to yourself. Just filling yourself up with love and kindness. And I'm sending you all of my love, my support, and my encouragement on your journey. Remembering that your whole perfect, harmonious, incredible, amazing, just as you are. And just let that breath out slowly with all the cares and all the self-judgments. So there you go. Thank you so much for coming along another episode. And I look forward to seeing you in the next one.